Blog Talk Radio. Hit me. All the chronic in the world can be a message. Get all to my heart. You know what I'm saying, baby? Now check this out. Take my money, my house and my car, for one hit of you, you can have it all, baby, cause making love, every time we do, girl, it hurts that cause I'm an addict of you.
Oh man, in the, in the Caribbean, let everybody know what water you tread upon. Trinidad, man. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Uh, we blessed, man. I see we 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 got an audience, man. They building up. They waiting for you, man. So I apologize for the wait, but let me give you the proper introduction, man. I want to welcome everybody to First Fan Radio. We got a special guest today, the incomparable Mr. Andrew Sugar Dice Ramdani, Uptown's finest man, the vet, the executive. Welcome to the show, brother. Yeah. And I'm a 
Uh, let, let me ask you this: what, what, What's the the most you're gonna miss about um, Mr. Harrell, man? Um, you know, as far as you know, because y'all have a long history together. Like, what's the the thing that you're gonna miss the most about him?
Heavy D that did that? <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I think that's what they thought we were going to Yeah. Wow. And she did. 
Yeah. We have to let them say, what, two little girls that came back in this room and they lived in this 
records in Eddie's studio. You know, my speakers mm-hmm. must have blown in and, and Eddie's the lead. I used to, like, he's blowing all the speakers. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> speakers, man. But Eddie, Eddie F really seemed true, true talent in Puff Daddy. Right. And I want to say that. Because I told Puff, I don't hear him call Eddie's name a lot. Right. But he's talking about who was there. Eddie F was the first dude that put the down payment down on your first vehicle. Your Volkswagen your both wagon Really? Your first apartment, he co-signed for you. Gave yeah. you money. So a lot of times, and, and, th- and that making you stable, making him stable was a big deal. Because that allowed you. And when it came, when Andres won the fire puff, Puff Eddie F was the first one to get on the phone. And, no, what are you doing? You can't fire him. Yeah. You know? So. Let, yeah. let me ask you this. Since we're on, we, we on that uh, subject of, of Puffy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, To me, Bad Boy was started. And they, in Uptown. Yeah, at Uptown. Now, the thing about right. it to me is like when... when Diddy left, when Puffy left, and he and he started Bad Boy, I, you didn't see it right away, but I kind of see a whole lot of Uptown and Bad Boy, like, in everything from the way they dealt it with it. has to be. That's why he loved the whole thing. That's yeah. what, what he trained for. That, that, and, and me, I always used to be puffed down when I heard this record. I used to be like, you need a regular record. You need a regular record. Definitely. And he was like, because he was just going all the way left and from what we were. We were yeah. a happy black company. Yeah. We made happy, fun records. And now you come in with these dark, dark, dark records. You know, we don't know for sure if MCA going to love us. Yeah. Coming through the door with that stuff. So I would always tell him. And I think after we put out the first party and bullshit, those were uptown records. So, so, so wait, let, let me stop you right there. So, the the Biggie records were actually Uptown records before he even left. Yes, yeah, he didn't have no deal. Was he was he, was he was he fired at this time? Like, or this no? Time? Okay, no. He was like he had an office in there, and and um, he was making the songs. All I all I my, I, I just walked around and always beat them in the because I knew. <laughs> You know, you the spoiled kid on the block. Yeah. But Uncle Dice is coming in here. I know the boss man want to tell you this, but he don't, he don't want them headaches all the time. Yeah. So he tells me, your man, your man, you're not here? He needs to see you. I said, yes, I know. <laughs> so you need to talk to that. So I used to go on like, so I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> Go in there and just tell him, but, you know, he started seeing it after he had made a bunch of records. And I said, yo, you can put out all them party and bullshit dreams of doing an R&B shit, all them records. But I said, to make a star, you need your star playing on the airway. You can be underground if you want, but you'll be underground. I said, you want to be mainstream. Like Uptown Records is mainstream? Yes. You want to be mainstream like that? You have to make radio records. You have to make radio records. And then she went. We had bought in um, 
too late. Because um, I used to see M, uh, M2, man. I used to hang out in a, a club in the Bronx called The Fever. With Houdini and Yeah, I heard of Fever. We all, yeah, The Fever was mad. And M2, man, used to, we used to see him up in the Bronx or wherever. And we would always speak. By this time, he had already made Juicy, and that shit was a huge record back in the day. So I used to always tell him, one of these days, I'm going to work with you. We're going to work with you. We're going to work with you. So when we were doing the, the, the TV show, New York Undercover, Andre decided that he was going to put Tone and Pope to be the music director. Okay. And at the time, Tone and Pope was working with Soul for yeah, Radio. They, they they, they, yeah. yeah. I brought a bunch of stuff, so I said, Dre, we need somebody that's a little older, more mature. I said, Tony and Coach work all night. How are they going to get up 5 o'clock to be on the set and all that? <laughs> I said, we need somebody older. And he said, like, who? I said, M2. And he never listened. At that, that time, he didn't listen. But Jodeci, not Jodeci, we were doing a, 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 a soundtrack. For a movie, I think was the Nutty Professor. Nutty they wanted KC. Y'all, y'all had y'all had that uh, soundtrack at that time, or was it? No, we were just putting KC on that. Okay. Yeah, that. So we made Bobby Womack's records for um KC. If you think you're lonely now. Oh yeah, that was that was killer. So I think I was with Albie Shaw on the road in in Savannah, Georgia. Me and Dre was on tour with Al, and and um. What happened was M, um, Dave was in the studio in New York making the record. I'm not sure it was Al we was with, but me and Dre was on the road in Georgia on the tour bus. And they sent us the tape from the last night session to the hotel. So Dre, guys, we got the tape, let's go on the bus and listen to it. Yeah. And we went on the tour bus to listen to it. And it was all, oh, no, no, that's not what we want. Yeah. KC was singing in KC stuff. Oh, yeah. I said, the nigga got sound like Bobby Womack. He got to do this how Bobby Womack did it. Because he changed it too much. He yeah. went too far. <laughs> so we called him, and we told him, no, 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 no. We called them two men, no, no, no. Because them two men ended up working on that project. Yeah. And we told them two men, nah, he got to sing it how Bobby Womack <laughs> So we called KC, and we told him, Okay, no problem. We'll go in there and knock it out tonight. And the final product came out, and it was amazing. So now M. Sume was working with us. He finally got in the door, and we did another. We were doing the New York Undercover um, soundtrack, a soundtrack for us. Okay. So Guy was no more, so we brought Guy back, Teddy Riley and Guy. And I brought them here in Trinidad to record. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Uh, they had an amazing studio here called the Caribbean Sound Basin. Shout, shout out to the Caribbean Sound Basin, man. Yeah. So, um, I was here on vacation, and my little cousin was working there. And she's telling me, yo, everybody in my office want to meet you. They wanna I'm like, what do they want to meet me for? They see me in all the trade magazines when I'm in the trade, like Billboard or Hits mm-hmm. or something with the pictures. And she would say, that's my cousin. And they didn't believe her. So 
So I just was like, where you work, Lisa? She said, in the studio. I said, recording room? She said, like, so I'm taking some little whack joint. I said, Lisa, I'm on vacation. Yeah. Right? And I'm not going want to see no. No, I don't, yeah, absolutely. So one day I was going to the beach, and the beach was close to her job. And she had to travel, take taxis back and across the island to get to work. So she said, since y'all, you going to the beach up here, can you pick me up and bring me home from work? And me and her brother went and, and picked her up that afternoon. And I was amazed. Just recording through a swimming pool, racquetball court, you know, sauna room, gym, suite. Yeah. So when I was leaving, she gave me some brochures. And I took it till seven and done now, so I started passing it out. One day, Teddy Riley called me, oh, this is hot. Like, you know, <laughs> I want to go down <laughs> So Teddy came, and when we were doing the, we was reviving Guy to do, mm-hmm. and it was the first artist supposed to be on the New York, um, New York Undercover soundtrack. Wow. And, and Teddy ended up coming in. But M2 Man also did a, an Aretha Franklin song for Mary J. Black. And we even did a video for that song in Central Park. Wow. And, you know, it didn't work out. The album never worked out. But, you know, the producers after producers, because Teddy Riley came to Trinidad, everybody wanted to come to Trinidad. Tony, 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 everybody was in Trinidad. So, so you mean to tell me, uh, you mean to tell me Teddy Riley opened it up for all artists to come to us? Uh, no, actually, Tony, Tony, Tony opened it up. Okay, all right. Teddy. Nah, what's going on, bro? What's good? 
Oh man, um, yeah, so just hold on, man. I think his uh his call had dropped. You know what I'm saying? We trying I'm trying to get him back in. All right, I think we dropped right there, man. I was like, yeah, I don't know why. Me and that's, that's the technology, but you know what it is? It's that good weather where you at right now, brother. <laughs> um, so well, um, so Puff Bay because we all we came and Puff fell in love with the studio and we all said, yeah, I'm getting everybody on video. So Puff came, stayed 51 days. I was I was just going yeah, to drop him off and go back home. Okay. Because me and Andre was in the middle of this transformation. Andre was getting talk from Moosehound to come there. You know, and he was like, yo, you need to get, you know. So when me and Puff got here, I was just here for the weekend to go back to work. So I came down here to my family, where I'm from, the town, and I spent the day here, and I went back to the studio. Me and Puff supposed to leave and go home. He mm-hmm. just wanted to see the studio. So he said, yo, you can't go home. I said, what do you mean? He said, yo, call Drake. I said, Papa, I got work to do. I, I'm out of here. I can't trust <laughs> He said, no, you can't leave me here by myself. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yo, that's, I came to drop you, man. <laughs> I have work to do. Yeah. So he said, you need to call Drake. Because Drake says to keep you. I can teach you. I said, teach me for what? He said, I don't know this island. So I called Dre. I said, Dre, why are you telling Puffy that I'm staying here with him? He said, yo, you know, Puffy done works him. He said, yo, stay with your nephew. You know how Puffy, you know Puffy's warm and da 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 da. I said, Dre, man. Uh, so I want you to stay with him. So I end up staying for a few weeks. Puff ended up staying here 51 days, I think it was. Eight recording studios. He had six MIDI studios, an A room, and a B room. He could do anything. A, a MIDI board and an SSL. Yeah. So he sends for everybody, all his producers, everybody. And he stayed down here, make just making records 24 hours a day. Now, was Puff producing these records back then? Like, well, he, was, he had learned to produce at like that time, and, but he still had, I think, Mario Wine. He had all these little producers. Oh, yeah, the Hitman. Uh, was the Hitman already the established? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so he had just put them together, so he sent Paul. How did that just happen right there? I don't know what just happened just now, you know what I mean? So um I think we all dropped, you know what I mean? So I'm I'm going back in. Yeah, so just 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 hold tight, everybody. I'm trying to get dice back on the line, man. Um,
Yeah, I'm trying to add you back, Dice. I don't know what happened. Both it, it dropped everything, so I don't know how that happened. That was craziness. Now I was saying here like. All right, I got you. Lakeisha, what's up? What's going on? What's up? What's up? That was crazy just now. I don't know how that happened. That was weird. Thanks, we got you back. Why is it taking so long to connect? Yeah, I know. It went down. It was weird. It just, we back up. Just giving Mr. Uh, all right, all right, I'm proving it again. All right, Dice, it's adding you again, bro. I'm sorry about that, man. It's this technology, man. It's, all right, we back, man. I, they, 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 they messing with us today. Oh, man. Um. I don't know, Dice, uh, it, it keep dropping your uh, connection. I'm, um, I'm connecting you again. It's saying you in here. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. All right, let's add it again, man. Nah, that, what's up, man? Yeah, Dice, I don't know. They keep shutting you out, man. I, I don't know if your signal went down where you at. They saying you in the, you already in the on the broadcast. Why is it saying that? All right, yeah, this is better. I don't know what happened. I don't know if the signal. Yeah, I can hear you.
speaking from you know reading some of the tabloids like when you inspire. It was it ever a uh, uptown bad boy type of feud between him and Gravy and he was fired from No, never. Pop was in our office all the time. You know people from my office. Come on, we pop 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 walk in the office and can pop come to Biggie. A lot of them on dates, it was it was their second home. Right. You know. So it wasn't nothing like where we 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 were still doing stuff together. He still was he did songs with Mary yeah. at the time, you know. And he started doing faith album, you know, he you know, he wanted his own kind of marriage. So yeah. Yeah, yeah to go to you notice know, he he definitely tailored his stuff there to our stuff, even though he went a little harder in the streets with some of his stuff. Yeah. Okay? But 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 then when he understood the business side and how radio and he understood that, then he became unstoppable. Mm. You, know? you know, I'm proud of every artist, every producer, every body from from top to bottom. I love all these all the employees that we worked with, we had a, we had our own language, we had our own flavor. We had when we went out, we seen that, you know. When we went to other record label stuff, we, you know, we seen and we felt that energy, and they made us know. See all the major record labels, the black people that worked in them, they let us know how they felt. Like y'all, y'all was hot. Like yeah, definitely. So that's what I'm saying to you. Yeah. There wasn't no 
was building a relationship, and all I can say uh, is his brilliant mind and bright energy was missed. So, um, yeah. you know, uh, rest in peace. Not, you know, I just want to just And what did you say? Like, that's typical Andre. Right. I don't know. If you see somebody and you caught his eye, because he's always paying attention. Like, Andre yeah. hired people just on the spot. On the spot. Andre be in a club. You'd be in a club. And he'd be, he'd be, he just might notice somebody. Yeah. And then say, yo, you go up to them, talk to them, and, and he'll tell you, ask, like, yo, here's my number, call me. I want to talk to you. Or something like that. Yeah. Well, you know, that's the kind of dude he was. It's the energy that he's seeing people. And, you know, that's how he did it, you know? Was, was there anything that, um,
contract. Okay. He gave us three hundred thousand dollars. We complained. Then Eddie was like, "What? Three hundred thousand? Yeah, Trey." He said, "Y'all figure it out." So figure it out. And then he, when we started, he took a hundred thousand and gave it to Russell Simmons for for LL Cool J. Wow. For a song from LL, the first song, the one that runs through the credits, called Strictly Business. Yeah. I thought it was a whack song, LL, I Love You. <laughs> so, I'm arguing with Dre, and he, Dre have a way of when he's doing his thing. I said, just because Russell's your man, you going to do that to us, man? I said, and then he got the record. Was, then, then Russell did the record. So we had no choice. They done. They did the record. So we had two hundred thousand dollars to make a soundtrack. So, um, plus me and Eddie, and then was in the studio doing Pete Rock and TL Smooth album because Eddie had his own deal, mm-hmm. uh, Untouchable. So we were making um, the reminisce over you yeah. and all those records. So, um. We didn't have a budget to get nobody, so we called all our, on all our friends. Grab Puba, come in here. We're going to give you 15 <laughs> to help yeah. us. Yeah. This so we were just, we had a little budget. We couldn't pay nobody no full amount of money. Yeah. But we had to get, other gave us like three weeks to get this joint done. So, um, Pup come around, and Eddie had the, the, the inside to say, Yo, we need to get some of them uptown artists that, that signed with this on the lady. So, Ed, Puff, we sent Puffy to get married. So, Puff knew where she lived and everything. So, Puff went to get her and brought her in the studio. And we put her upstairs to stay yeah. um, in Eddie's house. Um, we got Jeff Red was signed to Uptown Records. He, he, all the, uh, the acts that were signed, but just nobody knew them. Okay. So we could give them a couple dollars. You know, they ain't, they ain't doing nothing. Yeah. So that's one way, because we can't afford no big artists. Yeah. You know, artists will take So we went and got Fonda Ray. She sent over like a fast right back in the day. Her mm-hmm. record's still hot and kind of in the club. And that was Grand Poober's idea, because he knew what she And, you know, so we working, and Grand Poober was writing songs, um, and we, Eddie brought in his crew, Nobel Hodge, and all, all his producers that he was working with, and we just did it. We admit Eddie was coming from L.A. one day, and we met a group in the airport leaving L.A., some girls called PYT, and they had a look. We never, we barely heard what they sound like. We flew them to New York. <laughs> we had to find them. We put them on. Yeah. And we had done a song for them. And half, when the song was almost over, the last night in the studio, their manager called, their lawyer called, and they walked out the vocal booth and said, they're not singing. The lawyers told them, unless we get them 50 C's or something like that, 50 C's? You know, crazy. So I started convincing the girls, listen, 
this is a soundtrack to a movie. This could be the start of y'all correct. Yeah. This movie could, you know, set y'all up. You know, I said lawyers always come in and mess people up. I said, yeah. come on. We spend money on y'all to fly y'all to New York. We put y'all up. We're taking good care of y'all. Y'all almost finished the song. And me and Eddie wasn't going for it. We're not getting stuck up by y'all lawyers. Please. <laughs> So we sent them home. Andre talked MCA into giving us Stephanie Mills to do the song. Mm. I just want love from you. It's the last song in the movie where Holly Berry gets to the club and she's walking out. Yeah. And it brings the scene. That's that song that dropped. Um, Terry, um, Terry Robinson wrote the song. The, the girls, we had a group called The Girls. Mm. That was We put on Capitol Records. They actually sung the background, and we put out that record. You know, so the movie, we was cheating, but it came out and it played well in the movie. All the stories. And Mary, when we put out the album, of course, Andre beat us down because of Russell to put out LL Records first, which I thought was garbage. <laughs> Consider it LL, you know. Al could have gave us a better show. Al could have gave us a better show. <laughs> but, but especially for the money we paid him at the time. We paid Russell. So that song wasn't doing well. So once the album came out, Mary's record started playing. You remind me. Mm. Yeah. You know. I think that was the album that was like the top of that song. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. Even it's like when we put the stuff in the album went out. Yeah. Kid Capri, Red Alert, all the all the mixed DJs in New York. Mm. That was their favorite record. Yeah. So what it was we were telling MCA about. And then they didn't want to hear that. because they had their own vision for their next single. They wanted like Stephanie Mills record or something. Because yeah. Stephanie was on MCA. So Jerry was going back and forth with the head of producers at MCA. And he brought him through the office one day and said, yo, what should be, he was asking everybody in the office, what should be the next single from the soundtrack? And everybody was, Mary, she the one getting played. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Jeff Red, we had a remake on Jeff Red. You called and told me that you loved me, something that you want. And that record was big in the club club, you know. So we had it first, and then finally MCA gave in, and we put out Mary J, and that shit blew, blew up. And we had to rush in the studio to get five of them. Mm. Because everybody woke up after that scene. Like, okay. You know. Yeah. Or Mary probably would have been still sitting on, for a while more, sitting on the bench. It wasn't for that soundtrack. Wow. And there's this, and, and, and we have seen the vision of, yo, we got to do this album, and we got to do it for $200,000. Yeah. So, That's crazy. Um, so, yeah. No, and then Puff, Puff was there to help us, you know. Puff played an instrumental part in that, yeah. you know. You know, because he was in Eddie's studio at the time, every day, you know. Just, doing just get it in. Yeah. Um, so, um, I know, you know, since, since, you know, um, I'm Mr. Bill, you know, I've 
the back of because we never owned the record. Like now they're doing um the Uptown story and and um Andre really didn't have nothing to do with it because they 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 called him in to make it look like you know because 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 Universal owns Uptown now. Oh, wow. So unless unless somebody gonna buy it from the Universal and and Universal is willing to sell it or in, or the truck might be Universal is trying to bring it back. But Universal ain't nobody there know how to do that. Yeah, let me ask you, if they had to do a, what would be instrumental like that one here to do that? What would they need? What would be the, obviously, yourself? And other things. If, if they were to do a town record, you can't be tied into a major label. They have to be like an independent label and let that independent people do their thing. Because when you get tied up with the majors and you're bringing it from a major standpoint, it's not a whole bunch, it's corporate. It's too corporate. Yeah. And corporate is a lot of things that John Lowry used to do, you know, or that Fife used to do. And it's not, uh, look, Andre was a good executive because he knew how to maneuver that, all that politics that they come with. And if, if, if Universal is going to do it, they're not going to be successful. Yeah. Um, because. One of the reasons why Def Jam and everybody else was successful is because we was what they call boutique label. Mm-hmm. We wasn't tied, you know, corporate corporate. We had our own offices. We was out of that, you know, we did it from a, not, not being inside. And, and the record is on that time, that time, it really wasn't too many labels, like, doing period deals, right? Like, you know, what deal? I mean, they started doing games deals, right? After, like, they started seeing a lot of y'all going in the Yeah, like, yeah. So they started doing, like, Taco Fella in the school and stuff like that. Yes, yes. Did you see on that? Well, when you look at something from afar and you see that it works, then all the other labels is willing to put their neck out there and go, go try to find kids to do that. Yeah. But what made Andre special was that, and even like you see Babyface wrote a song for, for Andre, oh, yeah. about Andre. Yeah. Even though it was in the beginning, we wasn't, I was always close to, to, to Face in, that, in LA, but Andre wasn't. But over time, when Andre, they did come around, Andre had a lot of people, plus Eddie F went to work for the face. Mm. You know, they snatched Eddie F. And Eddie was there. And, you know, when you have somebody like Pebble, you know, she's, I, I don't care what you say. Pebble comes from the streets of Oakland, you know. And she is, she is the truth. When it comes to artists, finding artists, finding, so, when you have that, those elements like her working with you, you know, it is what it is. It yeah. is what it turned out to be, yeah. you know? So you you need these people, these gritty people that know stuff and have ideas. And, and Andre was successful because he didn't hold people back, mm. you know? He let us do our thing. We could argue with him. How many bosses did you argue with? 
You know, how many voices you can just sit down and y'all just roll it out? Y'all be like, yo, no, pray, no, no. And we cursing one another. Ain't no bosses letting you do that. But Andre and, and, and Russell. Yeah. You know, they just let you speak your mind. Yeah. And sometimes you have to go in on them and they go in on you. Yeah. And and it's no hard feeling. You ain't getting fired for that. Yeah. You you in any other label and you tell the boss, fuck you, you, you ain't laughing. That'd be your final day. Yeah. So, and I've never heard them do the IQ in a school thing, you know, where they come in, uh, plus up the office for a chat. No, we ain't, we ain't, we wasn't like that. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 we had a bunch of artists that, that was from the street that didn't get their right moment. But had we stayed in Uptown, they would have had their moment. Yeah. Because it was so successful with the other artists, with the, the older artists that we had, the Jodeci, the Mary, that everybody, all the radio stations wanted to be down. They wanted us in their, in their space. So it was a lot of friends being made mm-hmm. all over the world, you know. Yeah. So, you know, when you have hit artists, when you have hit artists the whole, because you can, you have leverage when you have hit artists. Yeah. You know. You can control Yes. Yeah. You, you're talking about, you, <laughs> you want to, you don't want to do this much and you don't want to do that. Okay. When your summer jam call, comes up, don't call us for this one or that one. Mm-hmm. You know. So, and you got to play the records because they're so hot that if you don't play the records, and the other station is playing the records, you're going to lose some. You're going to lose some. So you're coming from trust. You're dealing from trust, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, I love that. I love you,
I'm watching him grow. I'm watching him grow at a tremendous pace. So we had did a show in, I think it was Jersey, and it was crazy. So Al came home and he told her, yo, I need real security. I need real Oh, we went to Virginia Beach. Yeah, we saw Memorial Day weekend or 4th of July weekend. Me and Al, we were working so much. Al said, yo, we need a break. Let's, let's go to Virginia Beach for the, for the, the, the weekend. Yeah. I, it was, so we, we drove down, me and him. No security, <laughs> me and Al. Regular, we rolling. We get on Virginia Beach and we come out to the hotel. And it's crazy. <laughs> like, police had to, like, I didn't know how they got to those heights. He was still in promo, doing his promo show. Yeah. So he was, like, the police end up telling me, yo, if we see him on the beach again, because <laughs> the police had pressure. Yeah. So when we went home, he went and told Drake, y'all, Yo, Trey, I need security. But I ended up hiring, I had a security because one DMC security yeah. monkey was was down on the beach. And he see the hell I was going to, you know. Yeah. So one time they cornered us on that beach and he couldn't go nowhere. And monkey was there. And I, I begged monkey to help me because I used to work. And monkey came and he helped us. So monkey ended up. He liked Mookie, and he yeah. ended up keeping Mookie. But he came back home, and he was telling Dre, yeah. yeah, you don't know how big I am. Dre's looking at it like, Dre's looking at it like, whatever. You get this thing that either. I said, Dre, he's kind of big. Yeah. Man, but I was exaggerating it until by him be about four, five, two. So oh, Dre's man. looking at him like, you hey, set up. So... <laughs> So we went, we were going to Atlanta to do some show and in a park in Atlanta. And when Al got out that limo, Dre was with us. And that was when Dre first came. And Dre jumped in the car. He said, this is great. I said, Al jumped in the car. First, when we got to the gig, what Al did was said, Dre, watch this. And he pulled he pushed back the, the head, the roof, and he took his stand up out the left. <laughs> <laughs> from there, the madness started. Crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and taking him to that stage from the limo and back to the limo was crazy. And Dre said, okay, you need to kill Yeah, you need to kill Oh, man. <laughs> and at that point, he was going from there. That was always, that was always, 